0: Oh, don't. don't. You know, know I hate it, and yet you do it directly into the microphone. Why? I
1: mean, I don't think I did that directly into the microphone. I think the (laughs) microphone was just there, and I. Just in front of
0: your mouth as you did it. Yeah. You know why you're burping?
1: It's because of my soda stream.
0: It's because of the poisonous soda stream. (laughs) The toxic soda stream gases filling your body.
1: In fact, soda stream have come to. uh... Sponsor this podcast as well This episode also <laughs> sponsored by
0: My plan is to butcher Like if we ever got a If we ever got a sponsorship deal I was going to make a joke about about butchering it But now I want to talk about sponsorship because I think it's interesting I would want to do We're not going to get sponsorship first of all <laughs> that's, it's, This is not a very sponsorable podcast But if we did get one I'd want it to be for something we actually use Oh yeah And so for me that's I mean, Now now I'm just doing free sponsorship uh, this, this is the way I fish for sponsors So, I'd want it to be Slack, because I use Slack every day with my brother and sister. That's how we talk.
1: How come we don't use Slack? How come we use Telegram?
0: Slack is good for groups, not necessarily for two people.
1: You and me are a group. (laughs)
0: That's true. (laughs) We're a group of two. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) There's also, like, your ego, my self-doubt. Like, it's quite a big group of things.
0: So, Slack I use. uh, Like, Skype. I don't think Skype sponsors podcasts.
1: I would like to see you try and get sponsorship from these people. And then, like, do a blog post about, like, how unsuccessful you were.
0: Well, Okay, so Slack, uh, MailChimp. We use MailChimp.
1: Squarespace. I use Squarespace. Squarespace.
0: We use Squarespace. Who else does podcast sponsors? Uh,
1: There's a
0: bunch of, like, snack ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't use snack things.
0: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't accept a sponsor from them. I'd be like, i want it to be someone I actually care about. So, yeah, Slack, Skype, Squarespace. Just anything starting with S. Sodastream. Really, any of the S braced companies.
1: Yeah, SodaStream doesn't do podcast sponsorship.
0: Well, that is, I mean, except for this one. <laughs> this is them dipping their toe in and we're just sabotaging it.
1: Rode microphones.
0: Do they do sponsorship? No, you're just looking at things no, in the no, room. No, no, no. They
1: do do podcast You're basically
0: Brick from Anchorman. They do. You're just looking at things in the room and saying that you love them.
1: Resealable sandwich bags. <laughs> 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 Pictures of my mother and myself as a child. <laughs>
0: You know what? I would accept sponsorship from them. <laughs> okay, you want to do the intro?
1: Sure. No, I don't like doing the intro.
0: Well, I think that's why you should do it. This, this podcast is all about overcoming your fears. Hello. <laughs> and enthusiasm. That's the two things it's about. Overcoming your fears and genuine enthusiasm.
1: Welcome.
0: Nope, start again. Do it.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Um, no, that's not the fucking line. Why
1: is that? Is there a line? Yes. Oh, fuck that. I, we can say whatever I want.
0: I feel like every time you you do the intro, we do this bit.
1: Yeah, it's getting old. So just let me do it.
0: Okay, okay. Like do it, it, it in your own unique shitty way. <laughs> There's your pull quote for the episode.
1: <laughs> like after this, we'll get like three emails of people being like, "I like it much better when when SJ introduces the podcast." <laughs> Um, hi guys, this is Being Honest With My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood.
0: And my ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. And you said before the podcast you had some questions for me.
1: Yes, I have questions. I have a list of questions. Are you ready for the questions? Yes. Would you ever live with me again?
0: See, we, okay, so you and I talk outside of this podcast. Yeah. And I think I asked you that and then you were like, oh, I'll save that for the podcast. So the question is really, I thought it was going to be me asking you if you would live with me again, because I I would live with you without hesitation. I mean, for one, it would make making this podcast a lot easier, but like I had no issues co-inhabiting with you except for when we shared an actual bed and your alarm went off but i assume when you say live with you you mean in like a housemate situation not physically in the same bed
1: yeah i mean in a housemating situation i don't mean in the same bed
0: so like geography aside which is that i'm trying to live in a country that is very far from your country i really enjoyed living with you i had no issue with it i thought we we co-inhabited very nicely
1: okay next question Wait,
0: wait would you live with me again
1: next question
0: <laughs> <laughs> why not tell me
1: I'm just, cu- I want to know what your answers are first.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, oh. I see. I thought you were doing a bit. I thought you were being like, ha next question.
1: Oh, like there's no particular reason. I just feel like I want to know your answers. Okay. Okay, go. Yes. Okay. Would you have a baby with me?
0: No, I think that would be a pretty bad idea all around.
1: Why? Other than the geography thing?
0: So the geography thing is obviously a big part of it. You don't really want to be a mother.
1: Hey, you don't know that.
0: Okay. My understanding is that you don't really want to be a mother.
1: I'm very motherly.
0: I think you'd be an awesome mother, but you don't want to be a mother.
1: Yeah. Well, no, that's <laughs> I actually I actually would like to do that. Here's one like massive oversight in our relationship. You want like a crap ton of kids. Oh yeah, like, I want a like school a billion bus busload yeah. of children. Yep. I don't. Why were we ever like this is gonna work out? It'll just come out in the wash.
0: There was a lot of stuff that we didn't really look at very closely. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, we, we weren't just... amazing at... So I've been thinking about this, actually. And I think part of it is that I tend to build a narrative in my head and then forget to check in with other people about it.
1: Oh, like what?
0: So like I was like, okay, well, I want to get married and have kids. Uh, SJ is great, so me and SJ will get married and have kids. And there was no point where I was like, hey, how do you feel about any part of this plan? But because I'm so confident and I'm sort of like halfway down the road already, instead of, like, instead of stopping at the start of the road and saying, hey, do you want to get on this road? I'll start marching down the road... And then you'll sort of be like, oh shit, and then catch up. And not just you, I mean people in general. I've done this my whole life. It's a really bad habit that I'm trying to get out of.
1: Yeah, if you do this too and you're listening, like maybe think about it.
0: Someone said that we should talk more about the lessons we learned from our relationship on the podcast. And that's a big one for me. Like don't just, don't build a narrative in your head write a story with the other person
1: oh that's good that's a good that's a good piece of advice there's a
0: little take home for you
1: on the other hand that reminds me of when i decided that i didn't actually want to get married anymore and i neglected to tell you that but i told a bunch of our friends (laughs) (laughs) do
0: you remember that no i think this is the first i'm hearing of it
1: (laughs) no way i'm so sure that i told you because this was a point where like I was very okay if I'm remembering it correctly I was really not very well and I had just read a book oh my god um I had just read the book Committed by Elizabeth Gilbert so Elizabeth Gilbert is the woman who wrote Eat Pray Love which I don't know everyone seems to hate that book but I don't know anything about that book, but I actually really like Elizabeth Gilbert. She's got a lot of good stuff to say. But that book I really liked, Committed, is about how she got divorced and she was like, I am never getting married again. And then she fell in love with someone who's from a different country. And so for them to be able to live together in the US, they had to get married. And so then she goes, she takes us an opportunity to go through like exploring the history of marriage and what it means in different cultures and all that kind of stuff. It's a really interesting book. And it's very easy to read, which I liked. But throughout the course of reading this book, I was like, I just, I think I decided a few things about marriage, which was either A, I didn't want to get married, even though I was engaged at the time, or B, that I didn't believe that marriage was forever. Like, I feel like marriage, I still kind of feel this way. I feel like marriage is like for a good amount of time. Yeah. We are committed to, like, doing a big chapter of our life together.
0: I can't remember who said this or where I saw it. It might have been you who said it. But someone floated this idea of every 10 years, you automatically get divorced. And so if you want to stay together, you have to manually get married again. Oh, wow. Which is such an interesting idea. Like, every 10 years, your marriage expires.
1: Like a license.
0: Like a license. And then you have to manually renew the marriage.
1: Wow, what an interesting idea.
0: Isn't it? Wouldn't that change so much?
1: I feel like that's never going to happen if we can't get, you know... People of the same sex to be able to get married. Well, in it's be- it's
0: because the way that we and I mean, we as society, not we as in you and me, define marriage is it's a lifelong commitment. Like that's what that's what marriage means to people. So the idea of literally redefining it to be a ten-year contract would not fly very well, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, we kind of go against a lot of the things that people think about marriage. Anyway, so. I remember I'm pretty sure that I exclaimed this to a few of our mutual friends. You exclaimed it?
0: (laughs) You just yelled it at them?
1: (laughs) I was like, okay, so...
0: Oh, did you mean exclaimed? I was making fun of you because I thought you were trying to say explained.
1: No, 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 no. I mean exclaimed. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't have like really great memory of this, but I think I was like quite manic at the time. And so this is why I'm sure that I thought you knew because I had told a bunch of, not a bunch, but a number of our friends, you know, no, I'm not going to get married. And they looked at me really strangely because they were like, you're engaged. Does Peter know about this? And for some reason in my head, I just had it that you, you knew I'd talked to you about that. And I had not talked to you about that. And then later when I got, so I only got like a proper, proper in like quotation marks like diagnosis in terms of my mental health in 2014.
0: For context, we broke up mid-2014, late 2014?
1: We broke up like three weeks after I got diagnosed.
0: That wasn't why, but yeah, that, that's true.
1: It was part of why, but it wasn't like, you're crazy, I'm leaving.
0: It's a it's but a long and complicated story. story that we'll tell at another time. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I only got properly diagnosed and I'd say properly in quotation marks because I think diagnosis is it's really complicated thing particularly in mental mental health um in 2014 and then I was like because of that that made me reflect on a lot of my actions really differently yeah and that was the time when I was like I'm pretty sure that I decided that I didn't want to get married and I never told you about that and so I'm sure that we had this conversation I was like hey Peter do you think that I want to get married
0: oh I do remember that yeah a lot of that sort of era is very blurry like a lot of really intense stuff happened all at once around then
1: yeah and I, and you were like uh yeah and i was like oh okay because i have it in my head that i told you that i didn't and i could have, have have sort of told a couple of people
0: i was either pretty annoyed or just totally flat at that point i think i had no no energy left at that time in our relationship
1: uh, i think you're pretty understanding given the circumstances but yeah it was it was very confusing.
0: The other thing is that you never really wanted to get married in the first place. Like, I proposed to you. You said yes on stage because it was in front of everyone, which, as we've mentioned before, bad idea. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, we should repeat. Do not propose in public unless you've, like, proposed in private and then you're like, let's do it in public again.
0: Don't propose as one person springing it onto the other person. Have a fucking conversation. Don't do as we did. So i proposed in public you said yes and then we went home and you were like i don't know if i want to do this or not and we were sort of like well everyone has seen you say yes so i guess we're doing this so it wasn't like you went from firmly wanting to get married to not wanting to get married you sort yeah, of went from I went being from
1: very confused
0: you went from being to... strong-armed into marriage into being like oh, i don't think i want this but yeah I, I i should have definitely talked to you before proposing and you should have talked to me before deciding we weren't engaged anymore <laughs>
1: I feel like yours is worse.
0: Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think we were playing that game, but okay.
1: We're playing that game. But yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but right after you proposed and I awkwardly said yes, after a lot of like, are you serious? Because I was very confused. You know what? We have the footage of that somewhere. Oh, I we should definitely that put day that up we somewhere. We should rewatch it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh... I like
0: how you said rewatch and I said just put online. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to fucking rewatch that anyway after I said yes you kind of said to me very quietly hey look I know you're a performer and that you would have probably said yes no matter what so you can tell me your real answer later and I was like wait on what what are you like
0: I don't remember that that at all
1: you totally said that
0: that sounds awful
1: Yeah, no, it made me feel like a bit better at the time because it meant that you understood that what I had said might not have been what I actually felt. But in in retrospect, thinking back on that, I'm like, that is so weird. And I was like, do other people do that? Do other people like propose and then, then afterwards they have the real conversation?
0: I don't know. It's a fucked up thing, generally. And I am not defending myself. Like, what I did was really fucked up, and I strongly don't recommend it. And it ties really back into that thing of, like, I'd built a narrative. And maybe I'd... I i do not remember this, but, like, knowing me and thinking back to that situation, either that was a spur-of-the-moment thing where after you said yes, I was like, oh, fuck, I have not given her an option. Like, this is not actually a question. And so that was me trying to salvage the situation. Mm. Or, equally possible like a few, a a week or two earlier when all the wheels had been in motion and people knew about it, I'd been like, oh fuck, I'll have to just like ask her for real straight after or something like that. I'd painted myself into a corner and that was my attempt to get out of it. But really, I should have just not painted myself into that corner in the first place.
1: I understand why you did that.
0: The proposal or the...
1: Yeah, because you were like, this is the only time I'm ever going to get to ask someone to marry me. Yeah. Like, I want it to be a special.
0: It's It's a very nice romantic thought. But so many nice romantic thoughts are just really messed up.
1: Yeah. And also then, like, all my family knew and all my friends, and I didn't really feel that way about it. And you didn't witness the after effects of when we broke up, and I'd go to family events, and everyone would be like, what happened to your (laughs) fiancé?
0: Oh, yeah, that's nasty. And I was like,
1: yeah, I did not need this. (laughs) Yeah. I did not not need...
0: I'm really sorry.
1: But I want to say, like, part of it is, like, my... My concerns at the time were not about our relationship. My concerns were about marriage itself. So I wasn't like, oh, I don't really think of you like that. I was like, yeah, you're my life partner, but I don't know if marriage is a thing that I want to do. Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did you have any more questions?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't have a baby with me. Okay, so now I answer the questions. Yeah. I don't know if I could live with you. How come? Because you can't cook.
0: Okay. That shouldn't affect you.
1: No, but I want, like, I would like to live somewhere where, like...
0: Oh, where everyone cooks for each other. Yeah. Right. Okay. (laughs) Without that context, it's just like, ah, I don't know if I could live with you because you're not that good at golf.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. But I feel like we did a pretty good job of living together. Yeah. Yeah. But that thing is like one of my sticking points.
0: Do you remember Chore Wars?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I thought that was the best. I really liked that system.
1: That was my idea, too.
0: Yeah. So Chore Wars is a website where you can set up XP for different household chores. And then everyone who lives in your house is a different adventurer or whatever. And every time they complete a chore, they get that much XP. And I just found it like before we started doing that, SJ and I were both firmly convinced that we did the bulk of the chores and the other person did hardly any yeah and so we sat down and we set values for every single chore around the house like washing or doing the dishes or cleaning the room or whatever and then we started tracking them and we were pretty even the vast majority of the time
1: uh I feel like I was mostly in front
0: the, the, like the numbers the numbers showed that you weren't no,
1: no 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 no. but what I mean is that usually I would be a bit ahead and you'd be like "Ooh, I have to catch up and then you'd catch up it but it was rarely the opposite way around
0: oh see the way I remember it is that I would not do anything and then like one or two days a week, I would do all the chores. So I'd be like behind and then way ahead and then you'd catch up and then I'd be behind for like a week and then way ahead.
1: Anyway, this is tedious. Basically, it worked. But uh, what I would say is that if you are interested in doing something like that, I've seen that it works less well in a whole house type situation, but it works well in like, like it worked well in our relationship because we had a relationship where you could like call people on their shit. Yeah. And be like, hey, man, you need to do that thing.
0: Living together was one of those things I thought we did really well.
1: Yeah, I thought that we did that. I thought that we did a really good job of that.
0: And um, Would you have a baby with me?
1: Okay, here's the thing, right? Let me put this to you. I feel like we would be pretty good at having a baby together. And... I've been thinking about it this last week because you were like, would you live with me? And then I was thinking about the baby thing because, oh shit, I don't know if I told you this when we were going out. but (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wow. I just like, you know, the whole your own narrative thing? Yeah. I was like, I'm probably like... We were both
0: really bad at that, I think.
1: (laughs) I feel like I did that too. I thought that at some point... Maybe this was after we broke up. Maybe... Nah, I think it was when we were still together. Just say the thing. I realised that we were, like, really... Okay. So, I read the book Sex at Dawn, um, which is a really great book about... Um, You're
0: just never going to say what the thing is, are you?
1: It, I, this is going to explain what the thing is.
0: There's just a lot of preamble. Okay, go.
1: Okay, so Sex at Dawn is a great book. And it's about, like, the history of human sexuality biologically.
0: Isn't that the one that's totally full of pseudoscience
1: no i think you're thinking of another book that i read and then i was like look all these things are true and you're like um i went and no, did this...
0: like two minutes of research and we're like yeah none of these things yeah, are true no, no, like no, no. This none is, of them this
1: is not this is a different book okay it's <laughs> a different book in fact i'll put in the show notes there's a ted talk by the guy who wrote the book which is nearly as good as the book itself so yeah um <laughs> If you just want 20 minutes of it, you can just watch that. Anyway, the book basically makes the argument that humans biologically are not designed to be monogamous. Right. And it doesn't say, like, therefore you should not be monogamous. It's just like, so it makes sense that it's challenging to be monogamous. Yeah. But they feature a lot of other cultures and how they arrange themselves in terms of family and sexuality and all that kind of stuff. One culture that they really looked in, which I can't remember where it, where it is but they had this structure where the women in the house would have these rooms on the outside and then they'd open the like you know their suitors or whatever would come in no one had relationships but they would have like sex with whoever they wanted in the in the community i don't know
0: if this is true
1: anyway let's just keep <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter at this point okay yep anyway they they would have sex with what whoever the guys were in their community and Everything in the book, now I think about it, was heterosexual. But anyway, and then they would would have a child and their brothers would be, like, the child's father. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, this really sounds made up.
1: Anyway, the actual father... I'm going to fucking find this and prove you wrong. Anyway, the actual father, like, wouldn't be involved in their biological children, but would be involved with their sister's children. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense. It also sounds really fake. Anyway... So the point you're getting to is that you want to have a kid with your brothers.
1: Well, I was like, wow, how convenient (laughs) would that be? Because romantic relationships are absolutely tumultuous. I don't understand why we're like, I'm going to put all of this pressure onto this romantic relationship to last. Like, I'm going to put a mortgage on this relationship. I'm going to put a human life on this relationship.
0: Right. This is about spreading the load.
1: Yeah, this relationship, which, you know, romantic relationships are hard work and they're also a bit unpredictable. And then to put all this other pressure on it to be like, you must work, you must work, you must work. I was like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be great if I could just, like, look after a child with my brother? That sounds awesome. I don't think that my actual brother would be into that.
0: So me, your surrogate brother.
1: So I was like, but I reckon... Peter and I are kind of like brothers, like siblings, in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe at the point that I was having this conversation in my head, we were not having very much sex.
0: Okay, that that makes sense. Anyway,
1: <laughs> so so that's a thing. Also, if you think about so so part of me is like this feels oh, like you're trying
0: to pitch it to me now. <laughs>
1: No, this 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 isn't just me telling you the thoughts that are inside of my head. I don't want to... This is not a good idea.
0: Okay, right. Carry on.
1: This is not a good idea.
0: Oh, so this is the thing that you never told me when we were together.
1: I didn't tell you this?
0: No, this is all new to me.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that I had told you this. But back in the back of my brain, I was like, maybe I can just have, like, kids with Peter and just, like, romantic relationships with other people. You know, keep it... Yeah,
0: you never mentioned that to me.
1: (laughs) yeah. I don't know how I just glazed over that. (laughs) (laughs) But hear me out here, all right? Louis C.K. has a really, really good bit where he talks about how being divorced is great because he has a kid or kids. He has two Uh, kids, two little girls. He has two kids. And because he's divorced, he only has to like be a parent half the time. He only has to have like his shit together half the time. And the other half, he's like just a dude and I'm like that does sound pretty good yeah and I'm also like if you do it with someone that you don't have to have the kids and then get divorced and then be pissed off at each other and work out all that mess while you have kids right yeah you're like you just do it with someone that you're on good terms with already. Yeah. But you don't actually. Does do you understand? I like,
0: understand where you're this... coming from. I think it's not particularly well thought out, but I do understand the starting the the seed of this idea.
1: Ah, uh, I feel like I feel like it's very well thought out. Also, I just like to add in terms of like I feel like we are very good co producers of things.
0: Yeah. My friend Paul runs Greater Than Games, the board game company, and someone yeah. described his relationship with his wife. As their business partners in the business of having a family.
1: Oh, that is really cute.
0: And they both love each other, but it's sort of, it's not mega passionate love. It's like, yeah, of course we love each other. That's how you run a family.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like you could do that without any of the sex. Right. Right? (laughs) And you could potentially have two houses where I just feel like it's, like, more perfect than you're imagining. Anyway, I thought this so much that I presented this idea to my current boyfriend.
0: Wow, what did he say? (laughs) Wait, did did you say it with me? (laughs) So I want to have a family with Peter.
1: I can't remember if I said that with you. Like... I don't want to do that with you, but like, there's some part of my brain that's like, that makes sense.
0: I can see where you're coming from. If we were producing a show where the show is create an adult over 18 years, yeah. we would be very good at it. But I don't think it's a good idea for a few reasons.
1: What are the reasons? Like, other than the fact that you are not in the same country as
0: me. I think we're very good at creative projects because we're both very good at compromising on creative projects. But I think with raising a tiny human we would run into problems where we weren't able to negotiate?
1: Yeah. Like you were like, I just want them to eat soil all day and I'd be like, no, I would like some vegetables in <laughs> So you
0: said soil? <laughs> <laughs> and you'd you'd be like, I want them to be trans And I'd be like, you can't you can't tell them to be trans. You're like, no, I want a trans kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this yeah, that's not that's not a thing that would happen. <laughs> um I would want them to be themselves.
0: Yeah, no. I no, that Whatever was a. That, is. that was, I was trying to think of something ridiculous, but that was as close as I could get.
1: You know what? I feel like that's you know when people get frustrated when like Ricky Gervais does that speech where he's being offensive and he takes jabs at like people who are trans or I can't remember who, what, what the other thing was. Oh, when he did the Golden Globe speech, oh, the right. most recent one. And I was just like, I actually think that jokes about people who are trans most often just really lazy.
0: Like my joke just then?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's, a, that's kind of a lazy joke.
0: So my, my joke... Okay, so my big thing with humour is I don't punch down. My joke was not anything about trans people. It was this idea of... The the, the idea of the joke, I'm going to deconstruct the joke, was that you are, are so open-minded that you really want to... It doesn't really work as a joke. Before you brought this up, I was actually thinking I might just cut that. Oh, no. Because the joke I was going for was... SJ is very, 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 very accepting, so much that she wants to prove how accepting she is, which you're not. Like, that's why it falls down as a joke.
1: Because I don't do because, that.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to prove yourself. It's it's sort of a Kath and Kim joke. Like, have you watched much Kath and Kim? Yeah. Kath and Kim's an Australian sitcom that was really big in the, in the thousands, and there's an episode where Kath thinks that her daughter Kim is gay... And at the end, she's like, ah, it's a pity she's not. I'd love to be a a gay, you know, I'd love to be the parent of a gay kid. And so that's the kind of joke I was going for, which doesn't work for you because you're genuinely not trying to prove yourself to the world as accepting. You just are generally accepting. (laughs) That's nice. So I actually had this whole thought process before you. I was like, ah, that joke didn't work. Not like it wasn't funny, which it wasn't particularly funny. That doesn't actually bother me. But structurally as a joke, it's playing on something about you that isn't true yeah i don't like humor that punches down which is anytime you make a joke about a less privileged kind of person but
1: that joke is about the idea of me being trying to prove myself as being accepting.
0: exactly yeah so it, it used trans people as a vehicle which is arguably bad in itself uh that's a whole other thing that i'm not sure where i stand on the joke was not against trans people in any way the joke was about you trying to be hyper accepting which you're not so it fell down in that regard but i don't think it was punching down i didn't i didn't think that joke was lazy
1: well, I think the other thing though is that there's that implicate. Wow, we are just analysing this too much. But there's that implication that like, uh, being being trans is a choice.
0: Oh, see, that's the, that's what I was. That's what the joke was based on because it's not a choice. You don't choose to be trans.
1: No, no, I get that. I I think maybe it just wasn't a good joke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree it wasn't a good joke, but I don't think it was an offensive joke.
1: Well, for me, I'm, like, more forgiving because you are speaking off the cuff, right? Ricky Gervais...
0: Wrote those jokes.
1: Wrote those jokes. And I'm just like, man, come on, really? That's like, come on, you wrote them. Probably someone else helped you write them.
0: So I made a joke ages back in some other podcast about, haha, SJ hates black people. And that's not actually a joke about... That's not a racist joke. That's not a joke about black people at all. That is a joke about white people being racist.
1: I don't know. That joke still makes me uncomfortable and I don't actually want to dissect it. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, the point is, I told my current partner about this fictitious plan to like have a child with someone else. And then I was like, would you be into that? Like if I had a baby with someone else and then maybe we'd look after it half the time, how would you feel about that? What did he say? I'm curious as to what you think he
0: said. No, he said no.
1: He said he would not feel comfortable. With that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gotta say is like, is pretty fair enough.
0: That's all from us this week. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to our mailing list at com. Right before we recorded this, we did a warm up. So it was like a 10 minute mini podcast. Uh, And that's going to be a mailing list exclusive. We're going to do one of those every two weeks. So if you want to check that out, beinghonestwithmax.com and just click mailing list to subscribe. And we have an outro this week from Brendan. Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my favorite son.
1: He sounded very excited.
0: <laughs> uh, remember, if you want to make an outro, the script is in the notes of every podcast. Just record it and email it to us. Being ex at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at ex, And we're moving all of the conversation about the podcast, if you want to talk about it, to SJ's Facebook page. SJ, how can they find that?
1: You can find it on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash honoreasley. And just have a look at the show notes to see how you spell that because it can be confusing.
0: And we will uh, we'll put a post up every week where you can chat about the podcast with other people who like the podcast if you feel like doing that.
1: Cool. That sounds great.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Okay, so I feel a bit sad. So it's like no to my baby plans. That's it's okay. A- I can just find another brotherly type character slash co-producer.
0: If you'd like to co-produce a child with Sarah Jane, just email beinghonestwithmix.com. No, hang on. <laughs> Just email being beinghonestwithmyx at gmail.com and send a photo of your face.
1: Oh, I was going to say your penis. But, like, your face is good too. If
0: you say your penis, people will actually do that. And I'm the one who checks that email, so I don't really want that.
1: (laughs) Definitely the penis! Definitely the penis! (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.